Okay, friends, in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. What an honor it is to be with you today. I confess that I have some trepidation about our topic for today. This is Trinity Sunday, a feast day that celebrates this bond between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as three in one, utterly separate and yet utterly equal. The Trinity reminds us that even after all of our discipleship, even if we get A's in every part, every module of our discipleship, we should not be shocked when God turns out to be way deeper than we could possibly imagine. This is a super important thing for us to remember, that there are certain elements of our bond with God that will remain a mystery forever plus a day. We just have to get used to that. But this should not dissuade us, not in the least. Just because we cannot predict how God may move in our life, believers just keep on believing, man. No matter what, no matter if we're delighted at God's intervention, no matter if we are confused about God's intervention in our lives, we remain the Lord's possession. As much as we may feel the need, we don't have to understand everything about God in order to be an amazing person in Christ Jesus. That's the most important thing to remember. And speaking of our finite brains trying to understand the infinite God, even the undivided church, you know, had to think long and hard about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, it took the church well over 300 years, guys, 300 years of getting together before finally in Constantinople in 381, finally say merely that the Spirit was divine, on equal footing with the Son and the Father. Now think about that for maybe five full lifetimes to come to some kind of an agreement. But that agreement did not come cheap. The journey to that decision, one of alliances, excommunications, rehabilitations, treachery, politics, and can you imagine this? Fistfights, actual fistfights recorded as Christians can do when seeking God. For all the trouble, the prayers, and the true joy throughout all of the ages, it has led us to this experience of the Trinity that we have today. And there are certain elements of it that seem to reoccur throughout a life of faith and ministry at St. Michael. Now, I want to tell you that this celebration, this feast day, reminds us that God continually reveals himself to created humanity through the Trinity. One can have a super long discipleship, seven, eight, even nine decades, and read the scriptures carefully for each of those decades and still know the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to engage us, to stun us, to enthrall us. 
You see, God's intervention with humanity is always fresh. It always awakens us. And we need to say at the first that the idea of the Trinity was actually meant to help us be seekers of God. When we think Trinity, right, we actually get some clarity about what we mean when we use the words Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So no matter how we apprehend God, if you apprehend God through the Father, if you pray to the Father, if you pray to the Son, Jesus our Lord, if you pray to the Holy Spirit that enlivens us, you're in pretty good shape, honestly. And yet God is still deeper than that. Psalm 8 asks us, what are we, O God, that you should be mindful of us? It was a mystery even back then. So we get that there's this amazing gulf between the Creator and the created. And yet we have every indication, every experience that God reaches towards us in love, invites us into an amazing bond with the family. And both of these elements of the Trinity, that God reveals Himself in love, and that God is both one and distinctly three persons, both of these elements are deeply embedded and essential to our understanding of today's gospel, and even our own individual spiritual lives at St. Michael. The gospel opens just after what we call Monday Thursday, where Jesus reaches the disciples, gathers them together, washes their feet, and then tells them that love will be the defining characteristic of them. Love will be the defining characteristic of a community that follows Him. It will be love that ties the followers of Jesus to those who have so very little in this world. It will be love that guides the words and actions of His followers. It will be love that His followers will go into the world and tell others how to be disciples of the one true God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And man, you can really feel the tension in the story, especially if you start just a few chapters back and begin to read into it. Jesus continually told His disciples that love is the way forward. Love. And that He would not be with them long. So both we and He, Jesus, knew that the cross was in front of Him. And wow, it must have been crushing for Him. Jesus continually taught what God wanted, what God had given Him to accomplish in the world. And now, how Jesus was to give Himself for humanity. A humanity that knew so little about Jesus because they knew so little about the Father. And man, then Jesus says these things in the reading that just sends chills, right? He said that He had more to tell His friends, but that they couldn't bear it. Holy cow. 
So Jesus didn't say what any of that meant, but we're left to wonder on this, right? So I think his words are recorded so close to his teachings about love that I can only imagine that he may have been holding back on the difficulties of keeping a community of love together, the sacrifices that people will have to make, how people will have to submit one to another, an endeavor so difficult that it would require the movement of the Holy Spirit in order to make it viable at all. This community of love that follows Jesus Christ, it was to be formed in the face of super high odds. Israel was a land dominated by empire. Jerusalem had uprisings, murders, famines, regime changes, outright revolts against Roman rule, lots and lots of turmoil. Guys, were it not God's doing, it would be laughable, laughable to start a faith community in the middle of all that, right? And then if that wasn't enough, Jesus talked about the Spirit and how the Spirit will come and guide them in place of Himself. All through the Gospels, Jesus spoke in several different ways of His ministry, of being one with the Father. And now we have this special introduction of the Spirit to the disciples, letting them know that they will not be left alone. What a great story. One of a community founded by Christ, built upon love, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. But guys, it doesn't stop there. You have to know that this is also the story of St. Michael. This is us. Now, I've told the spiritual history of St. Michael in many different ways over the course of the years I've been here. It's helpful because we live such scheduled lives that it pays dividends to, to pull back and try to see the big picture. So imagine this church, before it was a parish, what it must have taken for 32 families to meet in a Boy Scout hut in Gore Park in 1945. Some of you weren't born then. Guys, the dead of summer, no AC. And talk about laughable. Does anybody know what the first collection plate had in it? $34. Could it have been less promising? We are from an old on the corner of Douglas and Colgate to our parish today, here, where we learn about being a family, where God reveals Himself in a myriad of ways. We are a product of love and community and spirit. How else but through the power of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working in us and friends through us as St. Michaelites? Over 75 years, man, we've had our ups and downs to be sure. But there is one thing that I have learned about this parish, and it is that we remain confident 
and we remain optimistic no matter what is in front of us. We are unafraid to move in unexpected directions as led by the Spirit. Is it unsettling? Yeah, it is. It can be. Here we preach Christ crucified. We worship the triune God. We seek the future with the faith and trust of the Spirit and that all will be well. We know what it's like to be utterly surprised by the power of our God as we answer our own individual calls to worship and love and to serve our neighborhood and serve our city. So the invitation here today for Trinity Sunday is to simply embrace the mystery as we celebrate today waiting and watching for God's movement among us. And may God grant us peace as we all continue to follow God's plan for us in this parish. Amen. Bye.